Hey, Nadpoles. Caldwell here to talk to you about Hero Forge, the best place to get fully customizable tabletop miniatures with dozens of fantasy species and thousands of parts to choose from. I actually just built a version of my Underdark Gnome Illusion Wizard, Kraslo, for use in a home game my friend has been running, and it was incredibly fun getting to scroll through all the options and details to bring this mage-handed menace to life. Their easy-to-use design tools let you build your perfect miniature online using a fully 3D, in-depth character creator right in your browser. Oh, and before you ask, yes, Hero Forge has goggles, and yes, Kraslo is wearing them. So if you've been thinking about splurging on a miniature for your D&D campaign, wait no longer, because May 2nd to May 9th, Hero Forge is having a spring sale. You can get 10% off all physical miniatures and free shipping, including international shipping on all orders. The figures are tiny, but the savings are huge. To take advantage of this great offer, visit HeroForge.com to start designing your custom miniature today and check back often because new content is added every week. Ooh, good to know. Kraslo just got a hat of vermin in the campaign, and I really want to find an annoying top hat for him to wear to represent that. In the meantime, that's it for me. Thanks for listening, and happy forging. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome to Dungeon Court, everybody. Dun dun. dun, dun. Ooh. Uh, I am your beloved <laughs> Grid wow. Justice Murphy. Wow. I okay. gave myself a beloved. little adjective. Why not? Why not? Really nice. Uh, then, of course, the almost as beloved uh, Emily Axford. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the, you know, uh, also, you know, pretty beloved, yeah, sort of, uh, called Tanner. I am oh. honored, sir. Thank you. Is this court appointed? How low will it sink for me? And then the bailiff who, you know, occasionally people say some nice stuff about. Oh, wow. The beloved wow. didn't even precede my name. Yeah. It came oh, after. How high your voice is getting. <laughs> you know, some people uh, like him. You trailed off justice. What did you yeah. say? <laughs> anyway. Uh, justice. I feel like it's been it's been a minute since we've done this. Was the last one when we were in Seattle with Zach? Seattle. Yeah. yeah. That's a long the last Whoa. time ago. I'm seeing cobwebs have gathered around the Supreme wow. Crit. I forgot wow. how to play Dungeons and Dragons. And, and someone left something in someone left Tupperware in the fridge and it fucking stinks in here. Wow. Oh God. <laughs> the court fridge. <laughs> Bailiff, if he could take... I think it's my job to clean that out. That's on me. If he could take an hour and clean out the court fridge while we all sit here in silence, we'd appreciate it. Now, let's go ahead and throw... Let's throw to our bailiff here and get into it. Hear ye, hear ye. Crit is now in session. The beloved Supreme Crit Justices Axford, Murphy, and Tanner are presiding. Hello. Wow! Our first case today comes from Kristen T., Kristen writes, may it please the court and specifically Bailiff Jake. Thank you for that. Wow. I present the case of the voided portent role. I play a divination wizard in a longtime acquisitions incorporated campaign. We had finally reached level 11 and I took disintegrate with the plan to use low portent rolls to force enemies to fail their saving throws since Ah. the spell does nothing on a success. Gorgeous. Well, Hmm. In the next boss battle, Dice Christ smiled down on me and gave me a nat one portent roll. Yes. I eagerly awaited my turn in the battle and finally got to use my only six level spell slot to cast Disintegrate and force the big bad to fail his saving throw using my nat one portent roll. However, 
The DM said the BBG rolled saving throws with advantage and that my important roll would replace one of the two rolls. Oh, that's Ooh. a really interesting question. Great. I was thinking, my first thought was like, well, of course this person has legendary resistance. Right. If you're of a level that you have, that you can cast disintegrate, probably they have legendary resistances, but... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. That is not where this one went. Uh, I argued that the party wouldn't know the BBG rolled with advantage and would only know the final roll unless my portent roll should replace the final roll. My DM disagreed and said the wording of portent was confusing and proceeded to roll with advantage and took the higher roll, which subsequently passed my spell save DC. I was so dejected because the DM completely nerfed my wizard's portent ability and took away what I thought would have been a really cool move in a very difficult battle. So I asked the court, was my DM right? Do portent rolls only replace one roll of the die or do they replace the final roll? I anxiously await your judgment. Oh, this is a really good question to which yeah. I do not know the answer. You know, being a good justice is sometimes admitting you don't know the answer. No, we need to come down hard <laughs> on someone. I don't know. That's how you get beloved. That's how you get beloved. All right. Okay. Starting at second level, when you choose this school, glimpses of the future begin to press in oh, on your awareness. I have an answer from Jeremy Crawford. Do you? Oh, Poor the lower guy? courts? Important die used in place of the die dice to be rolled. Uh, advantage, disadvantage, doesn't matter. This is what you this get. What By the wording is. of portent, it has to be declared before the dice are rolled. So oh. it negates the advantage. It's just saying like, before you're even rolling, this is what you get. Yeah. Huh. You can replace any attack roll, saving throw, or ability check made by you or a creature that you can see. Uh, you must choose to do so before the roll, and you replace a roll in this way only once per turn. So you do it before the roll. Yep. So Portent does not interact with advantage, disadvantage, because it replaces oh. an entire roll. Yeah, if it's before the roll. Damn. So we just have an answer to this a one. firm fucking answer. Ooh, that answer's going to <laughs> that the feels How did good. you get that answer so fast? Uh, a little something called, it's kind of my secret trick called Google. <laughs> it's for justices only. It's Very for justices. Cool. Yeah, we don't let you have Wi-Fi because we know that you would just scroll hot butts on Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. And I, what I've done is I scrolled a lot of hot butts that I've just like drawn in my notes app because <laughs> I need to find a way. That's why I didn't clean the Tupperware. Since we solved that case so quickly, I think we're going to have to rule on whether that's okay, whether you're allowed to look at hot butts that you've drawn. Yeah. <laughs> on work Those hours, are your butts. I don't yeah. know. I mean, yeah. look, you can own. look at hot butts all, all the time, but the question is, can you use work hours that we're paying you for? Oh, to yes, look at I, I would argue that the simulacrum of the butts in a scrolling format replicates Instagram and thus yeah. becomes Instagram. I'm going to say if yeah. he draws the hot butts on his like player's handbook while he's doing research, that's fine. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, yeah. And what if looking at the hot butts inspires me to work harder when you know when I'm called <laughs> upon scrubbing Tupperware um, and the like? Yeah. I, I think that we can, on a trial basis, allow you to enjoy upwards of three butts during work hours. May I have access to data? <laughs> <laughs> I don't need Wi-Fi, but I just want data. Yeah. I'll pay for the butts. <laughs> what are you going to do with data, man? <laughs> just don't save the pictures. Let's let's talk about this case a little bit, right? Because there is yeah. a mm. technical right answer, but we've never followed that. Sorry, did D &D I do court. something wrong by just finding the answer? No, 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 no. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> if there is an answer, we would have been added had okay. we not uh, addressed that. So, yeah, so it's good that we addressed it. It but is good, though, to hear a DM's perspective because... A lot of times you're in the heat of battle. You gotta make a you gotta make a choice that you don't know what the right, right answer so is. So I actually mm. would 
I wouldn't say that the DM was wrong right off the bat, but I will say they handled it poorly. I think that mm-hmm. as written, I think the Port and Rolls thing is a little bit confusing. I think the thing that is the kind of like nail in the coffin is the fact that it's supposed to be said before they roll. So their probably advantage or disadvantage wouldn't have anything to do with it. I think though, where this DM really fucked up is making their player feel sad that they didn't get Mm -hmm. to use their ability and in fact wasted their ability and their sixth level spell like this this person sounds dejected like they had this big plan and then lost it well that does happen that is part of and that does happen that does happen but this was sort of a well-planned thing and getting a one on Mm -hmm. a portent roll you you should have a moment where yeah, yeah D- dice Christ has sh- has shown upon you, and you should get to jump up and down when you finally get to reveal that. I will say that had the DM made a meal of this, there's a world where this could have worked, where it could have been like, okay, oh. this person has magical resistance, they get advantage on saves, so I'm gonna go ahead and say that you give them a one on one of the rolls, and then we're gonna roll in front of the roll table flat. and see what happens. And that way, at least it feels exciting. It feels like a you know, like a, mm-hmm. a near miss instead of it just being like an argument right away. Uh-huh. Um, and then a deflating thing of them just rolling a save. There's a way yeah. that the DM could have salvaged this. I definitely mm-hmm. sympathize with the DM a little bit because like, especially in home game, the DM is kind of like the host of a party. And if somebody casts disintegrate on what is supposed to be a two hour battle and then all of a sudden like the night is done 30 minutes into the battle, it's it's rough because like you've got so much planned. Disintegrate auto kills people if it would have got them down to zero, but it doesn't but auto kill them It just does like a bunch out. of damage. Okay, yeah. If the DM was going to fudge shit, the DM should have just and not that I'm not that I condone this behavior, but if you're going <laughs> to if you're going to fucking fudge it one way or the other. Fudge it to give the bad guy more HP if you need them to yeah. have like a longer fight. If you don't have anything else planned, Bailiff, strike sweating. that from the record. Do not oh let it God. be shown it, that Murph has ruled I don't such a do way. that on my show. I'm saying though, if you're clearly this DM is... was sweating and taking away player abilities, that's a, that's a good solution. I think. Yeah, yeah, like beef up the numbers a little bit just so that the battle can keep going, but they do get the big win. When something that your player does is something the DM does not want to happen, rather than say no and then kind of try to like argue every single possible way to get your player to agree, you should kind of say, okay. Yes, yeah. and okay dot 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 as you think, <laughs> as you're cornered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or you could even just be like, okay, let me see how this works. And then yeah. you can pretend to look at a book, but you can just think. You go- I love that. <laughs> not Not a yes and, but an okay, let me see. Yeah. <laughs> what it feels like is like sometimes things just can't work because it doesn't work for what the DM has prepared. But that's not a good enough answer no. to yeah. a player often. But it's still a fair answer. But you can kind of get the player there in your own way. Everybody always complains about railroading and we here on the show always say that railroading mostly isn't a thing when people mm-hmm. complain about it. That's mostly just, yeah, the DM planned some stuff and like usually mm-hmm. you do a lot of the stuff. Player <laughs> yeah. agency is important, but there are times when a DM you know, sometimes players will do something that's completely unexpected and then it becomes the best session ever because then you just all improvise together and it's this magic moment of you come up with something together that is very fun. But there are also times as a DM where (laughs) something throws a wrench into your gears 
and you know it's going to make the session way worse or it's going to deflate everything or it undoes something or it takes off a whole side of it. And it is okay to, I don't want to say fully steer people back to the main thing, but like you can find something in between, right? Like if a hard left turn is going to ruin everything, (laughs) you can make it a veer left. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's also okay to just be like, hey, I wasn't expecting this. Um, Y'all go to the garage and just crack a beer and have a 30-minute party while I figure out what to do. Just take a victory lap in the garage. Yeah, and you you hear it on our show. My thing is sometimes I'll say, okay, and sometimes I'll go, mm-hmm. yeah. The <laughs> yeah. high-pitched yeah means I'm panicking. That's but his tell. Also, <laughs> it gets edited out, but sometimes if we do something that's like takes him by surprise, I'll be like, sorry, do you not want me to do this? Should I not do this? And I'll yeah. be like, no, you should do it. You should do whatever you want. And we edit out sometimes where you just scream fuck like really, really hard. Uh-huh. <laughs> where I go, God damn it. Why yeah. can't you guys <laughs> just stay on the fucking rails? Yeah. And we edit out when you when you knock the bookshelf over and yeah. it lands mm-hmm. on the microphone. And I grab, I grab right. Caldwell by his collar and I say, just make the frog attack. Oh, oh, the yeah. frog attacks oh, oh, the guy. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Metagamer. Railroader. Railroader. It's very fun. We, well, we're able to actually repurpose my strangulation noises as Saul as getting Saul's attacked. frog thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Anytime Anytime you hear Caldwell make a frog noise on the show, that's because I've attached it. Okay, that's a joke, guys. That's That's totally a joke. joke. Okay, (laughs) we don't need to start this narrative. Murph only assaults me with consent when we're wrestling after a session. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Um, okay, so but this person, you are the 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 short answer is that you're totally correct that yeah, it should yeah. have just replaced the role yeah. and negated the advantage disadvantage. And even yeah. if even if DMs should be allowed to like d- do table rules, so like you don't have to go exactly by the book. But if you're going to make your players' abilities worse, you better damn sure make it fun. You know yeah, what I, mean? wow. I like well, that. Put that on a fucking DM I screen. Like that. Put it on the screen. The, the beloved <laughs> justice has spoken. <laughs> and and now, since you have spoken, would you like to carry the sword? That those who pass the sentence swing the sword. That's oh. uh, this DM needs to make a screen printing business and sell that T-shirt now. Wow! Whoa. But not make, but saying. give the profits to the person whose port and role they stole. Yep. Yeah. Yep, and yep, I do yep. think it needs to be um, a T-shirt made of metal. I think it needs to be engraved oh, chain mail. on chain a t-shirt mail. and a chain yeah. mail shirt. Okay. And they yeah. need to do each of the little rings individually. Okay. And they can okay. do the words. It can Learn be Learn how to blacksmith. Learn how to blacksmith. Apparently that's a punishment. Yeah. <laughs> Seems pretty really? cool. Seems pretty cool to me. But you need to become a blacksmith. Seems like a fun hobby. Seems great. Seems great. Yeah. There are blacksmithing classes in LA and they get filled. Quickly. Why don't we oh. just, we should give them like a worse thing than learning how to blacksmith. We should just, ha- they have to buy like a cake that says sorry on it for the person That's who's important role. Oh, they have to buy a roll, a portent roll for the person. Oh, oh, nice. Oh. You need to get them a portent roll. <laughs> Perfectly, That's and good. say and I think, like, and you're number one. I've seen yeah. the future. I've seen the future, and I think you're gonna think this is delicious. You have to say that to them <laughs> mm-hmm. and give them a little let's, wing. Let's disintegrate these rolls together. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So ordered. That's a delicious little sentence. Our next case comes from Jake M. Jake writes. I was DMing a campaign in which my players were investigating a large tower that was a city's bank. 
The bank had been evacuated. The city bank? The city bank. Yeah, the city yeah, the bank. City bank, right? City bank. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Tell by the bicycles outside. The bank had been evacuated <laughs> due to unusual plant growth through the tower. Ooh. Upon Ooh. entering the tower, my players found a large tree residing in the lobby fountain. After Whoa. the sorcerer hit a nat 20 perception check, I told him of the things in the room, but neglected to mention that the tree in the lobby was a tree ant, since tree ants mm. are indistinguishable from normal trees mm, while remaining 20, still. Uh, the party was ambushed by the tree ant and took a good bit of damage from the encounter. But now my player never trusts a nat 20. Was I too strict on the perception check or was I justified to keep the tree ant a secret based on its description? I think that, I think you were a bad baby. <laughs> you were a little bit Present of a bad your baby. wrist. Present mm. your wrist. They're going to get a tiny little slap. Yeah, I feel like if, baby. if your players are coming in and being like perception check, a lot of times what you're kind of doing is like, is someone waiting to ambush me? Yeah. <laughs> it's like a lot of times what, and I hypothetically, if there was a situation where people have disadvantage on perceiving a creature, then you could potentially make them roll it again and then take the take the worst one but i would imagine that it it didn't have that feature also it's it's interesting because i know that a a nat 20 doesn't mean automatic success right but i'm saying in this situation but in this situation i would say a nat 20 you're looking at the tree is anything weird Mm -hmm. going on here and it is a tree ant the tree winks at you with a nat 20 (laughs) i think you notice like a slightly unnatural movement. The tree has lips and it licks them with a nat 20. I think you got to give them something. Yeah, sure. I, yeah. I think that... Um, I think you see its rudy hands going for the hilt of a tree dagger. <laughs> <laughs> you see it checking its tree phone. Yeah, you, it has to be one an or the other. Either pops, it's indistinguishable from a tree or it has a tree phone and a tree watch and a tree An barrier. owl pops out of the knot and says, be careful. Yeah. <laughs> My house is alive. My house is a guy. This My tree house is a guy. Is a guy. <laughs> He's a dude. His intentions are ill. Run. Run. Careful. I think also, especially because it sounds like the only reason the tree ant was there was to have an encounter. The tree ant just attacks them. Mm. So it'd be, a, yeah. you know, once again, I smell yeah. the DM sweat when somebody like has a nat 20 and you wanted to have something be a secret it's one thing if like your bbeg is like invisible and following them and like is gonna reveal themselves later that stuff is okay to kind of be like all right i'm gonna use the letter of the law here i'm gonna make sure that the bbeg doesn't get caught but if it's just a fucking treant that got a surprise round on them and all this would have done is eliminate the surprise round. I think in this situation, you're like, oh shit, you got a nat 20. This guy was going to ambush you, but now it's just a normal fight. Yeah. When else can you reward something like that? Yeah. They they asked to do the perception check too, which I feel like is something that DMs are usually happy that their players are, you know, doing. We're engaging in the world. Gotta laugh though at your self awareness and being like, my player doesn't trust nat twenties anymore. <laughs> yeah, oh, it makes <laughs> yeah, sense. It's rough. It's Which really is actually funny. a really that's that's a severe crime. You've taken the joy Whoa. of a nat twenty away from a player. Oh my that's, god! This goes back to the last case. If you're gonna mm. nerf your players, you better damn sure mm. yeah. make sure it's fun. I, I don't want to jump into punishments already, but I do think that the court can issue a coupon for a free nat twenty here. Oh, oh okay. that's true. Yeah, we do give out coupons. We mail them out pretty aggressively. <laughs> yeah. I also think there's ways. There's yeah, ways. if you submit a case, you're on our mailing list yeah. as soon as you submit a case. <laughs> you get a nat 20 coupons. We ruin games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I think that's actually why the Portland person was uh, shut down because they tried to present a coupon instead of using the actual pork and roll, which is, now that I think about it, fair. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, I, I do printed th- you, so many. I think you also, with the Nat 20, even if you were going by the letter of like what it says in the Monster Manual, you could have honored the Nat 20 without saying that the Treant is about to attack them. You could have mm-hmm. been like... You notice mm. that the tree is here, but it's not completely rooted down. You're kind of like, how the fuck is this tree here? Like, yeah. it seems to have been oh. moved. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you could say you something go. like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that. Mm-hmm. Or you can have a, introduce an owl. Or maybe the tree is whispering slowly, tree, tree, tree. But I like the owl being like, who yeah. is this tree that I'm in? <laughs> yeah. There we go. Is it? Yeah. It's a guy. Is this dude? Question mark. <laughs> 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 That's per- I just think in general, an overly verbose owl is really going to save you from a lot of pickles as a DM. So like, really just keep that in your back pocket. I think that's a great Too punishment for this DM. Too many pickles get an owl. This, <laughs> I think this DM is going to need to introduce an, uh, an owl NPC <laughs> yeah. that yeah. pops out anytime your player hit an at 20 to make it magical again. Because oh! let's be honest, you've kind of taken the magic away. Wow. But, and here's the thing. They've got owlin stats. I can't. I think it's owlin. There's, like yeah. there's an owl playable race now because of Strixhaven. So like you can just you can rip it right from that and then all of a sudden Whoa. that owl's in your game. So it's gonna wow. be kind of like the toasty guy in Mortal Kombat. Love where that. if you do something cool, <laughs> the toasty guy comes out. Except when you get a crit, the owl comes out and gives you a little bit of information. It tells you if there's any trance around. <laughs> I feel like we also need to punish them a little bit, right? Because this is kind of a fun thing. This is great. Uh, yeah, so we like, made their game awesome. Oh, uh, yeah, true. Yeah, it was like no, we're was making their dunk. game really awesome. Right. Their so game we, is awesome, but now their life has to suck. Yeah. Yeah. So you could maybe just like every morning when you wake up, you have to chug a huge glass of water. That's just that's that's, that's, that's just healthy. Good. Well, again, we're helping. That's water is yeah. so gross. Water, water is, is gross. It's the life force of you the universe. Nine? You can't. Water's you awesome. can't bring this to the table, water, Emily. Water is, we have work to do. You can't good. derail us so thoroughly with this information. We have a lot of cases to get to. This is going to be our whole day. <laughs> Water is gross. <laughs> water is gross. Fine, it- we'll do whatever punishment you all want to do. <laughs> Make it eggnog. <laughs> okay, eggnog okay, is you really to drink good. Eggnog. <laughs> Every For time, a week, every morning you when to- you wake up. <laughs> I don't, let's 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 put it in the game. I think, I think owl an owl eggnog. The owl's name. Oh, course, owl eggs. Yes. Yeah, owl eggs. Yeah. Owl eggnog. Also, eggnog <laughs> is the name of the owl. So I think you pour yourself oh, yeah. you pour yourself a warm glass of eggnog. It needs to be room temp at the start of each session. Who left this eggnog out overnight? And you you say that as you kick off the session, and then you leave it. You don't touch the eggnog, but as so- and you don't explain it to your players. And then as soon <laughs> right. as they hit a nat 20, you down the eggnog and immediately yes. Yes. launch mm. aggressively into the owl voice and owl description. <laughs> this is turning without into prefacing a punishment. It. <laughs> <laughs> I love a players. punishment chug jug at the yeah. table, by the way. That's very fun. Just warm nog. Of eggnog specifically. Yeah. Not it's alcoholic, be old nog, yeah. just nog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Fucking so Actually, I have a ordered. really good cashew nog. Um, you love the nut milks. My nut milk. Can we take a recess to ask Emily what's up with her funky water? You got to get it Brita. It tastes Ugh. good from that. Whenever I know I have I have a big like thing that filters my water. It's just so 
boring. I'm like, <laughs> squeeze some lime I mean, into it. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I definitely put some lemon into it. It's just like That's whenever nice. you try to drink more water, which is the life I'm living, you're always like, man, oh man, I feel like I'm drowning myself slowly. Okay, all right. Now, <laughs> I guess... The day. I can understand that because I just don't drink water and that's not a solution either. Whenever, if, if you mm. drink the amount of water they tell you to drink, it is an insane well, doing, amount of you water. Do and I drink, you I drink feel more like than you the recommended. Just, I, I, I just carry around an algae all day. I just, I'm I just have an algae that I have next to my desk that I just drink like throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Jake. Oh yeah. Hydrating Cheers, ourselves. Brother. Very good. Cheers. Always. Where's your, there you go. Here. You got your water bottle. Emily's got her kombucha. Not a, <laughs> not water. <laughs> I had a water and I had a grapefruit so juice. Em does it in this joyless <laughs> way where instead instead of just drinking water throughout the day, so she's good. like, it says I need to drink 16 glasses of water. What do we, what do we got to do to make water exciting to you, Emily? Should we get you like a special Actually, fountain? I, no, no, no. I have a really good way to make it. I think it counts as water. This is completely off the rails. You, you guys guys can edit this out no we're um, leaving this no, we'll edit it. we're gonna edit this to the front of the episode yeah. well this is gonna be i'm not trying to plug a company so i'm not gonna plug what the company is but i found okay. this water that it's like a seltzer with chamomile tea Ooh. and um hops like beer hops but it's not alcoholic and that shit is great but i don't know okay. if that counts as water whenever i have to sit there and just pour myself a water and just drink 32 ounces of fucking water <laughs> What about a crazy straw? That's fun. <laughs> or, or how about an IV drip? That would be ideal. What about a okay. crazy IV drip? Whoa! Whoa. Wow. A, a nice loops. twisty, bright pink IV. Ooh. Okay, I, I could get into it. We've solved my water problems. All right, so ordered. <laughs> and actually, we may, we may stay in recess just for another moment because uh, Jordan updated their Supreme Crit tracking document. Wow. Oh my goodness. Oh. Which has been tracking every single case tried by the Crit. We have tried 173 cases. Oh my gosh. Wow. 173 yeah. people's lives are better. <laughs> and that is, that's 89 players, 84 DMs. Wow. Oh, that's way closer than I would have guessed. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty interesting stuff. Uh, we are a crit moving ever north, 55.4%. Uh, of our cases are ruled for the players. Wow. Oh. You what? the opposite, right? Yeah. We're still slowly softening. No, I need to be um I need to be on the side of the DMs because my husband is a DM. <laughs> you can't fight progress, Emily. <laughs> well I'll give you I'll give you that breakdown actually. First I want to recognize some crit trends that Jordan has told me about. Okay. Uh, animals have been involved in 46 cases. Yeah, as they okay. should be. They're the, always the funniest so that's, questions. That's like a fourth of our, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And of that, uh, the animals have been birds 35% of the Woo! time. Wow. Yes, this, that's, this is why we keep talking about birds. A third of birds. A it's third a bird-focused crit room. I'm very focused on birds. Here's where the, <laughs> the, the justices lie on the die. Uh, okay. Nathan Yaffe remains the ultimate player's justice with uh, 16 on the on the die. That here, here. Yeah, he's mostly ruling with the players. Beloved. The DM justice 
You guys will be surprised to learn that it is Zach Oyama. Oh. oh actually, that Zach totally actually checks out, though. surprisingly has a low tolerance for shenanigans. Yeah. <laughs> he does. <laughs> <laughs> because he's such a great improviser and because, especially on, like, D20 and stuff, when you see, like, the way he, like, acts physically and everything, he's, like, kind of a big performer. Um, but when you talk to him about like somebody pulling shenanigans or something, he just shakes his head and goes, come on, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense to me. Just above Zach is you, Emily 10.69 yeah. and literally just above that 10.70 is Murph. Uh, ah. So you guys are very, you're in lockstep. Yeah. It makes sense because I'm always thinking about my husband. Oh, and you. most of the, other justices are thinking about you, uh, Emily, because overall rulings of the crit have most frequently agreed with Justice Axford's rulings. That's wow. 94% of cases we agree with you. That she makes is sense. our leading light. I think this is going to get me into trouble. I don't think that's necessarily true. How is it agreeing with me? I guess we like are all in agreement the most uh, okay. when, when you are I think there like, are times in line with whatever you're okay. when I might be I being surly. And oh. I, I have a hard time convincing people to join my cause. Mm. Which actually does bring me to you. Personal rulings have more frequently disagreed with the overall <laughs> rulings of the crit than any other justice is you. Uh, <laughs> And also, of all the justices, is most often the first to recommend the plaintiff needs new or different friends. <laughs> <laughs> that is the solve to all of this, right? Mm-hmm. It's not the solve though, because I know, you know, sometimes you gotta you gotta figure it out. Yeah, we did okay. actually though, my friend Steph was like, Boss Baby's actually a really good movie. And we had a whole back and forth between Murph and Steph of Steph defending Boss Baby <laughs> related to the Boss Baby campaign. Yeah, we we're sending voice <laughs> memos to each other. Oh yeah, I heard some clips from this. It was a very civil debate. It really <laughs> yeah. it made me feel like maybe maybe logic and reason can save America. <laughs> <this debate. laughs> If we, if two people on the Boss Baby coin can get along, then can't we all? <laughs> that's that's beautiful. Hey everybody, it's Emily here to talk to you about Mint Mobile. It's spring cleaning. We're getting rid of the things that don't serve us anymore, and you know what doesn't serve anyone? Expensive phone bills. If you'd like to declutter your finances, it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk text and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. You can use your own phone and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. That's mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash P-A-W-P-A-W. $45 upfront payment minimum required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speeds slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Goodbye, sweeties. Hey there, Nadpoles. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content all in one place and all on your terms, folks. They've got beautiful 
beautiful templates and easy drag and drop tools. You can make a portfolio, you can make a blog, you can make a web series over there. You can do anything you want and you can do it all on Squarespace. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash pawpaw to save 10% on your first order of a website or domain. That is squarespace.com slash pawpaw to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace.com slash pawpaw. Thank you, everybody. And with that, let's return back to Crit and try our next case from Adam B. This case is the case of the Dyer Jackalope Food Truck Street Racer. Mm. Oh, a lot of, a lot okay. Of words. I'm in. I'm in. Food truck street racer sounds like a like a punk album that I want to own. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Boxcar racer, right? Yeah. May it please the court of the high crit. I come to you with the case of the dire jackalope food truck racer. I DM a game for my wife and a few of her gal pals who are mostly new players. Cute. Nice. Good to hear. <laughs> Very sweet. I like this. Their crew were asked by a friend to help them in a food truck street race, a competition for the best parking spot for a festival the following morning. Cool. The wagon was drawn by a nervous but speedy dire jackalope named Cinnamon. The druid, <laughs> level three, decided to give the cart a boost by shifting into a dire jackalope herself. The player said that she should make the cart substantially faster by adding, adding jackalope power, JP. <laughs> <laughs> I decided no because it would have messed with the race pretty quickly if all the other racers were left in the dust. I resolved to giving the players advantage on soothing Cinnamon because now she had a friend. This was important because Cinnamon could be hurt and would risk the party losing control of the food truck. The player was clearly disappointed and confused on why I didn't increase their speed but was agreeable and did not fight me on it for more than a minute. Did I make the right call or did I ruin my new player's cool move? I await your judgment. Mm. My first thought is I like what you landed on. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. I guess I have a question. Was Cinnamon pulling the cart or was Cinnamon driving the car? I believe Cinnamon was pulling the cart. Uh, these okay. are like horse-drawn or steed-drawn uh, food carriages. Okay, I gotcha. I mean, I don't hate this because it does keep it interesting. However, it gives them a really significant advantage. You know, rolling mm-hmm. a bunch of... Yeah, rolling with true. advantage all the time is not to be scoffed at. Right. I also think that... The idea that like just adding another animal would make it faster. It makes me think of if you've ever tried to row something with someone. It's like you, <laughs> you have, have to, to be really in be syn- in- yeah. synchronized. And that's not something that you can make up. So, you know, it wouldn't it would stand to reason for me that two animals would need to time to sync up. Yeah, you mm. need a different rain formation too. You might need yeah. a yoke even. Yeah. yeah. But I think that that, that so doesn't solve where the- you hand where you landed. I think that that kind of doesn't solve the core issue, though, which is that the player felt like they had a cool idea and it mm-hmm. wasn't. And, and it, it became a dice roll thing instead of a. I think what they wanted was like a cool story thing. You know what I mean? Mm, like yeah. a cool description of them pulling the cart and things like that. But like, I think they, they got that, though, right? Isn't the implication that they were still as a dire jackalope running alongside? I think and they were just, just comforting Cinnamon, who was yeah. like the workhorse. Mm-hmm. So right. uh, you you want to race along a dire jackalope and instead yeah. you end up soothing one. Yeah, exactly. So, so maybe I, the flaw was saying like, oh, soothing it. Maybe it's like, yeah, you know what? This will you guys aren't gonna go double the thing, but you'll get advantage on all your right. checks. I think this I, I think this DM is great right off the bat. I, I will say that because they clearly care about their 
players' feelings and very a yeah. fun world and hook yeah, and play. Exactly. It seems like say. it seems like you came up with a very cool idea. Contest for the best parking spot that I could get into. I will pitch a slight tweak, Ooh. which is that um, you could have just had Cinnamon be replaced by this player. You could have been like, "There's only room for one person to pull," but instead of having your NPC do it, which isn't as exciting, let yeah. them do it themselves. And then that makes the players more active in it. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's also very funny just to like kick cinnamon out. <laughs> you have yeah. like a rejected <laughs> rabbit who's just like chilling in the cart now. They might have wanted to run alongside cinnamon, right? They might have wanted to be part of a herd. You but know? I think you could have just had cinnamon be like, like, it sounded like cinnamon was nervous. Cinnamon could be like, will you do this race for me? That that would be great. Uh, I'll mm-hmm. let cinnamon comfort the wear jackal or whatever the heck they were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or cinnamon could like be in the back, like chopping up stuff in preparation yeah. for the, the cook off later. I understand why you need to put NPCs in positions where they're going to do stuff to kind mm-hmm. of like further the story. But if a player kind of offers to do it, always swap out your NPC. You know what I mean? Mm, mm-hmm. Yes. I understand. Sometimes you make a cool NPC. You make a nervous jackalope named Cinnamon and you're very proud of them and it's tough. But like, no, but they could yeah. still be there. They could still be there. Exactly. Yeah. What happened here was like the player described what they wanted to do and you said, actually, if you do that, then it'll be too good. So we can't have that. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you should say you can do that, but it won't have the effect that you are thinking it will happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a really, I think what Jake said is right, right? It's like, it's like, you're like, okay, actually how this plays out is it won't, it won't double your speed, but you will be rolling with advantage. And then they still have the visual of where I'm running alongside this jackalope. I'm in yeah. the race. Yeah. Right. Cause they didn't get to do what they wanted, which was help pull the cart. You're right. Like, no, you can't do that, but you can just kind of uh, be there for the right. And I think I think if you just deprioritize your DMPC, though, you can use the exact same mechanics mm-hmm. you were going to use anyway. Like it's almost like if you think about we're doing Bohumi or something, if it's like um, there's a race or you guys are going through a mine cart and somebody needs to push the cart. And mm-hmm. so I describe Balnor yeah. jumping out and doing it and hard ones like, <laughs> no, I think I should do it. It's the equivalent of me being like, no, Balnor insists he does it. (laughs) (laughs) But Hard One can tell Balnor he's doing a good job and give him advantage. That kind of, you know, cuts Hard One off in a way. That's like Ryan Murphy, right? It's like Ryan Murphy. (laughs) No, Balnor would do it. And in doing so, he gains two levels. But you know what I mean? Like he leaves Hard One in the dust. If if I have, if I have uh, stats for like a, a, a game that we're going to do where you guys are going down this mine cart and somebody's pushing it. Uh, I can still use it, but with hard one pushing it. Yeah. You just change the flavors to, mm-hmm. to let the players have a little bit more fun. Hearing yeah. this is making me miss wild shape. Mm. Yeah. I was going to say like being able to just turn into something like that. Cause it, it's a little bit of a, a sacrifice uh, yeah. for the player too, because like y- unless you're concentrating on something, you're not going to be able to cast spells during the race. Right. Yeah. They're kind of sacrificing a lot to take this position. Yeah, 5e doesn't let you cast spells. At least maybe maybe Moon Druid eventually can. I'm not sure. Maybe. Yeah. Anyway, I got to say, I love getting a little freak, a little freaky tweak of the week from Murph. Uh, I really like it when you little, provide your little Just tweak. a little tweak. That's all you needed was a little mm-hmm. tweak. Little I think you did a tweak. tweak. From you a did geeky. a pretty good job, but I think I am going to rule against you, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. It's, well, so what's the, yeah, is there a punishment that can fit the crime or do we have to go cruel and unusual like you, like always? I, think, I mean, I would I think say JP, just a cup of water in the Jackal, morning. Jackal power <laughs> needs to become a, a, a part of your campaign and you need to drink a lot of water. 
Yeah. yeah. Just go online, do a water calculator, find out how much you're supposed to be drinking, and then spend the next Double week it. completely waterlogged. Yeah. You're going to be bored out of your mind, too. The worst part about fucking drinking water is just being bored while you're doing it. Got to go online and find the biggest water bottle you can, and then you have to bring it everywhere you go. And like mm-hmm. people are just going to look at you so funny when you lug this enormous water bottle. Just onto get a, a fucking double sized Nalgene that says "this oh. again" on the side. <laughs> <laughs> you oh, got to get a bumper on. sticker to put on your Nalgene that says "water lover" or something like that. H two O, yeah, I'm drinking my water. H two O, yeah, that's good. <laughs> This piece of shit drinks eight glasses a day. <laughs> eight glasses would be doable. They tell you to do so much more. I thought it was eight glasses. Did they update it? I don't know. Maybe I found a shit water calculator. <laughs> but this thing has me is sucking at the taps teat. <laughs> I'm drowning, fam. <laughs> Drink water throughout the day. Yeah, you got to stop listening to big water. <laughs> it's eight glasses. That's all you need. <laughs> Uh, okay, so ordered. I think I think we sentenced this person to uh, I don't know, drink like water, a, a healthy lifestyle. Yeah, um, I guess we. No, 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 no a, but the big analogy is going to be so annoying. Want. Give them the punishment that you want to drink water. <laughs> okay, you do want that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, you you have to stay hydrated all the time. Also, your car is replaced with a jackalope sled. There oh, go. there you go. Yeah. But that's so awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really awesome. It's going to be extremely slow. But it is very uh, awesome. Okay. And it's going to have huge cup holders for all the water that you're And gonna then you got to feed all your animals. And, and stuff. like jackalope sled on like a sled is going to take so much damage from just going down the road and like it's also on the damage highway the road, and stuff. Probably, yeah. Yeah. You thought gas was expensive. Wait till you get, see jackalope feed. You're going to get pulled over quick. You're going to be paying at the pump. Yeah. Because um, those jackalopes, you'll still go to a gas station because jackalopes just want snacks all the time. Yeah. <laughs> get them Ooh, Slim Jim snowballs. cheese combo. Snackalopes, more like. <laughs> Snackalopes. <laughs> but we got a road trip coming up. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be popping off with some Slim Jims. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, absolutely. And we are bringing our rabbits. I'm going to get myself <laughs> so sick before the show. <laughs> or the Dallas show. Hell yeah. Uh, okay. We've got our next case from Tara B. Tara writes, to the honorable justices and the lily-livered bailiff. I don't know wow. what that means, but maybe I drink too much water. I present the case of the Nat <laughs> 1 weapon break. My D&D group mm. is playing Baldur's Gate, descent into Avernus, and are currently level six and in hell. Our DM has ruled that after a nat one on an attack roll, your weapon will start to crack. And with a second nat one, unless your weapon is magical, your weapon will break and be unusable. It's hardcore. Only two out of four melee characters have magic weapons so far. I didn't put up too much of a fight, but this campaign is very fight heavy with us often having four to eight encounters a day. I argued that they should at least average to one weapon break per day as we're continuously rolling attacks and we're in hell where there's not a ton of sword shops around. So far, only our barbarian has had to surrender his great axe and resort to a measly mace, but I fear our paladin will soon join him and have to take up her spare javelin. Ultimately, it's up to the DM, and I don't think it will have that great of an effect on us other than us looting absolutely every corpse we can find for weapons, but I ask the court, should two nat ones result in a weapon breaking? I await your wise judgment. Hmm. Have you ever heard of this before? I think think it's a fun way to have... To give very Breath of the stakes. Wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it definitely it does remind me of Breath of the Wild. I think that it, it would not be the worst if your DM was also throwing weapons along the way. Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, or if you could repair them. I think one of the weird... I, 
it's weird that it's not mentioned that like you could roll a nat one one time and your weapon kind of gets fucked up and you can't fix it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just seems like also why two rolls like make it a death save thing like if you like get like three nat ones your weapon shatters or something like that it just seems weird that it's two uh, that that just like bumps me for some reason but you're definitely right Murph like this should be a hindrance during one battle and like when you take a long rest you can like reforge your sword or something yeah like that. I guess I guess if you're making this like hardcore or something and you want to say that like on a nat one something really bad happens I think that's mm-hmm fine and the idea of somebody rolling two nat ones on attack rolls in the same battle and having your sword shatter or something like that is fine but i think i think where my beef where my beef lies is that uh you can't repair it between fights yeah Uh, we got beef we got tweaks murph is breaking out the whole arsenal this episode i'm here for it (laughs) beef and tweaks it's the new cheese and beef uh, <laughs> which is the, the tweaks. My favorite British show, Beefy Tweakers. Yeah. It, <laughs> for some reason, it made me visualize a beef and Twix. Like, like, like just one of the Twix oh is replaced God. by a log of beef. Oh. New Twix. <laughs> new beef God. and Twix. <laughs> Left Twix is now beef Twix. <laughs> which one? We're not saying. <laughs> They're both covered in chocolate. <laughs> they both... Yeah. They, one's uh, full of caramel and nougat. One is full of beef. Surprise beef. Chocolate covered beef log. Imagine biting into a Twix and it just being a sausage. So oh yes. my God. <laughs> if I knew it was coming, I could absolutely get on board. But if, if I didn't, that's that's an awful experience. Yeah. <laughs> it, I think it'd be cool. It's like It's like the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory golden ticket thing, but you have to eat it to find it, out if you got if the If you beef. get the beef Twix. <laughs> yeah. You, you get actually to pour win. the Twix factory <laughs> to see where they make the beef. Congratulations, my boy! <laughs> you found you my gonna... beefy Twix. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory really made people think that like factories were cooler than they were. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I I don't think many factories have a magical tunnel that you can go through where yeah. the owner is going to sing you a song. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's no kaleidoscope tunnels in most factories. Maybe Frito Lay has one. I don't know. <laughs> it's tough because I feel like this DM like is really wants to play like a hardcore just scraping your knuckles for every victory you can get sort of game. But gosh, that it seems so hard to balance that and still have fun. And it seems like yeah. they're really not having fun. Yeah, it seems that's like- what, that's what I got from this from this note is that it sounds like you and the other players aren't having fun. And I just think that most DMs would like to work with you to come up with something that was more fun to play. Yeah, and so like if if it's a matter of they want it to be really hard, like maybe you can kind of say to them like it's taking a little bit of the fun out for me is there like something we can come up with like we can repair them or yeah like we have an idea of like or we can learn how to repair them or we have an idea of i don't know even just like i kind of wish that this dm would just put more cool weapons in your way yeah right. it's it's Baldur's gate it's um descent to avernus i feel like murph isn't that where you pulled some of the like cool war machines from yeah. yeah. So there's definitely like tinkerers and like weirdos that could sell you a sword down here. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would think so. But also like 
I don't know. It'd also be sick in the middle of battle to just like be fighting someone with a really like a better sword than you. And if they came up with mechanics for you to try to steal that sword from them, like that seems that seems like the fun outcome of of this kind of restrictive role. Part of me feels like our suggestions here are what the DM is hoping. for. I think so. That's what I wonder. Yeah. They want the player to find an in-game solution in game. Mm. Like I would challenge this player to yeah. have fun at the table and trying to solve this, this thing that the DM is thrown at them. Yeah. yeah. I get it though. Cause it's like when you add realism to campaigns or, or when you add like consequences like this, it should kind of be done in the name of, of realism. And I don't think that it's very realistic. I think it's actually like cartoonishly against the players to be like every 20 times you swing your sword one time you do something that's going to break it or mm-hmm. badly damage it. Mm-hmm. That's pretty crazy and pretty unrealistic. Yeah. I don't know. In a world of like dragons and stuff, it's kind of weird to be like swords are worse here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess I would, I would need to know like, is the, is this DM trying to say this is for this whole campaign or is this DM like w- just in Avernus? They said magical where- weapons don't get damaged like this. So there is, there is hope for the future. That's kind of the other thing I take umbrage with is it seems like two of the players already have magical weapons. Oh, yeah. So like oh, that was, that is fucked up. Yeah, yeah. That is unfair. Yeah. I feel like if you're all leveling at the same rate, like you all get your magic weapons at the same time and this isn't a big deal. Like well, maybe might, this seems like it should be like them. one. It's okay to stagger them a little bit. That's true. That's true. But uh, we don't, we don't know how many games they've, how many sessions they've played or any of that kind of stuff. That one's, that doesn't pass the smell test to me. That seems yeah. a little rough. It's a little dicey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jake, I really like that you're trying to give uh, the DM a little credit uh, and say that the players need to like solve this puzzle on their own. But yeah, I don't know. There's, there's a bit of a stink here. Mm-hmm. It's a bit of a poo poo odor in the air to me. Yeah, there's some duty here for sure. You should just be able to repair it. It should be like, yeah, your your blade is dulled by this fight because like you swung and you kept hitting shields or something like that. Like, yeah, you yeah. like a minus two or something. It feels almost like this. The DM is trying to put stakes on every single roll. Like you roll a one and something can happen to your. I, but I don't think this actually makes right. the game much more interesting. I would rather be like focused on: Am I killing monsters? That are we doing stuff? Not like: Is my gear breaking? The idea. I think though, it's of- only fun for me if you're also giving the monsters they fight cool weapons and it yes. does become breath of the wild like yeah, you're true. always trading mm-hmm. out weapons like mm-hmm. oh and you can like find a bunch of random different weapons like and that's always fun in a battle when you're like what is the enemy holding and they're like oh they have a cool ass sword it's like great that's my goal for the day yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't mind the two nat ones in a single fight breaking your weapon though like, yeah i don't think i do either something about it just being like yeah if you get a nat one your sword's just fucked up forever until you get in your next fight and then it shatters Okay, that, that bumps me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it seems like we're gonna have to uh, give this DM a little bit of a talking to, huh? Yeah, we're gonna say that um, the computer that they plan their sessions on, uh, every time a nat one is rolled, they have to smash the keys with their fist, um, and then every time, and then when the second nat one comes, they have to throw out their whole laptop. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa. We're adding a durability rating to your yeah, laptop, to, to your to your computer. <laughs> wow! And here's the thing: once your laptop breaks, you have to go out into the world and find a strong enemy with a better laptop and defeat yeah. it. <laughs> you have to steal one from the Apple Store. <laughs> the idea of being at a coffee shop and being like. 
That laptop is a plus two laptop. Holy My shit. laptop is only a plus one laptop. <laughs> just picturing a fucking Lionel from Breath of the Wild just typing at a coffee shop. <laughs> what are those big fucking centaur oh, dudes from fuck, Breath of the Wild? I need that laptop to build the fucking savage barbarian armor. <laughs> Holy shit, is that an external hard drive? <laughs> I cast Hunter's Mark. <laughs> you would challenge me for my ASOS laptop? Uh, you guys want to go ahead and do one more? Yeah. Yes, and I'll actually hit you with a Dice Christ confession. Oh my wow. God. So let us don our priest robes and the stained <laughs> glass. Uh, the sun shine through the stained glass of the courtroom. No, they, they do smell a little bit like the fish still, Bailiff. <laughs> yes. Uh, James L. writes, this is a Dice Christ confession. Forgive me, High Priest Murphy, Axford, Tanner, and also the other guy. What the fuck? I didn't. <laughs> I thought I didn't know I had low status here. Also, <laughs> for I have sinned. I was playing my high elf paladin named Oh Binky Fiasco. Oh, oh. We were in an endless forest, and our party were all separated. When I came across a banshee. Being a cocky bitch, I tried to fight it solo, but was hit with a once-a-day spell which made me unconscious. Hey. While rolling Ooh. my death saves, I was using a particular d20. When I got to one pass and two fails, in a moment of weakness and panic, I swapped my d20 before immediately rolling another fail, killing Binky. While sitting there afterwards, I rolled again with the d20 I had been using, which got two successes, meaning I would have lived. My life hasn't been the same since, and I miss Binky every oh. day. Please forgive me. Oh. Wait, so the thing that they feel bad about is that they were using one D20 and then switched They're to another? They're saying they didn't trust Dice Christ. Oh. They moved to they a different They tried D20. to switch a different die. That is kind they of interesting. Patient. That is kind yeah. of interesting because sometimes when they roll, the dice rolls low, you're like, oh shit, that means that you're going to roll high soon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I think the Dice Christ, this is, this is harsh, but I think that maybe Dice Christ was ready for you to play a new character. I think Dice Christ set you on this rocky, viney, barbed path because they knew that you could pull through and make a new kick-ass character. Binky found their way to Dice Christ. Exactly. Oh, that is true. It was, it was time for Binky to come home. It was time maybe, for Binky to go home. Maybe Dice Christ wanted <laughs> Binky for themselves. Maybe yeah. Dice Christ is currently playing Binky. Yeah, Binky's oh, like an all-star wow. character. <laughs> That's a great way to think about it. Yeah. So like... Binky's out there running adventures and Dice Christ is the player. Wow. Yeah. And wow. that's that's where that's Binky is. the highest honor. Yeah. There's actually, me. there's an old saying for this, um, yeah. which uh -huh. is that uh, I saw uh, two dice rolls in the sand. Uh -huh. but the one was going a little <laughs> further than the other one. Uh -huh. um, and uh, you looked up to Dice Christ and you said, uh, why is there only one roll at this one part? Did you yeah. leave me? And Dice Christ was like, no, that was me rolling for you. There's also so those extra yeah. rolls was Dice Christ rolling for there's you. There's also the That's phrase, right. Binky take the wheel. Yeah, that's you right. Know, yes. Those like were when, those when were life Binkies. isn't when you're not controlling life, you can just be like, Binky, take the wheel. Yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> those were Binky's <laughs> roles for initiative in their new campaign in uh, Whoa. Heaven. Wow. When Dice Christ closes a door, they take a Binky, <laughs> and when they take okay. a Binky, <laughs> mm -hmm. go on. Once that Binky's gone, mm -hmm. they're gonna give you something new. Because the, the door that they closed before, it's open again. And then Dice Christ dove out the window with your binky. But but it's okay because there's a knock at the door. And what's that? Oh, it's your fresh new character that you came up with. And and that's why there was one set of footprints. 
Um, All right. Uh, let's go ahead and wrap everyone, this episode up. Knows that, that was read from scripture. Yeah, it's actually word for word. That was in the book. And actually, in the Old Testament, Christ says, Baruch Atah Adonai Elohenu. No. I'll actually, I'll finish it. I'll finish it on the, uh, on the short rest actually. So yeah, you got a couple more lessons. Head on over there. Uh, sweet. Uh, I was going to say so ordered, um, because the church and state so really is just so combined at this mm-hmm. point, but, uh, so ordained. So ordained. So ordained. <laughs> uh, sweet. Uh, thank you guys all so much for listening. Uh, does anybody have anything they'd like to plug? Sure Ooh. do, man. Uh, our shows in Dallas and Austin are, I think, Less than a month away. Yes, they're so. coming up. And also, uh, we can confirm that the shows will be different. So if you are thinking, oh, yeah. if you're going to one and you're like, uh, I want to go to both, but I'm scared they're going to do the same thing yeah. twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are not. We are not. We're going to do not. different stuff. Yep. So we're just going to DM shows. one, and then we're just going to play Bohemia episode 75 uh, live on stage for the other <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah, but I'm going to dance well, to it. Say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, me too. Cartwheels. I'm going to do so many cartwheels. Yeah, we're going to dance for an hour straight. <laughs> we are so bad at plugging things. Their shows are going to be good. Come see the shows. <laughs> the shows are going to be good. Yeah, what Cobble just shows. said is not what's going to happen. Yeah, right. Go to I'll both dance, shows. but we'll also play in a, a different uh, show. <laughs> yes. Um, I would love to plug some stuff from our P.O. box, if that's okay. Yeah. Yes. Is that all right? Can I do that? No, dude. <laughs> right. Fine by me, ma'am. <laughs> uh, Samantha R sent us a care package including a Butterfinger BB pin a ton of cool oh. patches oh and even a year Costco membership uh, which is very <laughs> sweet thank you so generous uh, I'm buying diapers all over the place with that thank you very much Samantha um, shout out as well to at Paula's Pixels and at Kelly A. Roman uh, who designed the patches in that gift pack uh, let's see. Oh, someone sent us Hero Forge minis of Beverly Whoa. Hard One Moonshine and I believe a Jins <laughs> for Murph, uh, <laughs> which is a very fun party composition. I yeah. would love to run that someday. <laughs> Emily sent us a bamboo silk fan and a black crystal tiara, a gift uh, from one Emily to another. Wow. Beautiful. Thank you. Uh, and you, you do fan yourself with that every session now. Absolutely. Let's see. Uh, Duncan G sent us a copy of Tommy Siegel's Extremely Accurate Birds 2022 <laughs> calendar. <laughs> Shout out you. to Tommy Siegel. Um, it'll be perfect for scheduling our burlesque shows that are all coming up. Oh, uh, you can yeah, that's those true. As well. Which it's not hard to schedule because they're every day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just get yourself a page a day calendar and that's how you'll know when the burlesque is. <laughs> oh, someone sent Emily a Hawaiian shirt covered in mushrooms. Oh, I it's wore so it cool. when we recorded. Amazing. Yeah, it like, yeah. it's honestly, I've never seen a garment define someone in such a perfect way. Like it was yeah, just like a perfect it, fit. It was oversized and then I just tied it at the waist and then mm-hmm. it was suddenly fashionable and <laughs> yeah. fungal it, it looked like you were like on the run from someone and you like found that on like a clothing line and just put it on real quick and it was yeah. just like wow what a perfect disguise yeah um shout out to at crescent underscore creepers who designed that shirt um oh and then james p sent us a fun drawing and a pitch to come to kansas city mm. that could be fun Ooh. Ooh. Like, oh, kansas. Yeah. yeah thanks james. i love casey yeah, me too. And aka at uh, Freckles and Stories on Insta sent some cute bound scroll notes, as well as a picture of Lula Jacksfoot's shield. Uh, Lula yeah, Jacksfoot being so your cool. character from uh, uh, Obelisk and Outlaws. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, that's Miss the PO Lula. Box, nineteen twenty Hillhurst Avenue, number two two two, Los Feliz, California, nine zero zero two seven. And I'll plug it once again. Come to our live shows, nadpod.com slash live. Uh, Jake, you got anything else? The other, uh, the other live shows. Yeah. In, uh, in the UK. Come to those. Nadpod.com slash live. Can't wait. 
Check it out, everybody. Uh, sweet. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Um, you can follow us on social media that we may or may not use at me at Caldy's Caldwell, at Astro Demily, and at Jake Roaches Jake. And you can tweet about the show using hashtag NADPOD. That's N E D D P O D. We are, we are, we are the youth of the nation. We are, we are the youth of the nation. Drink water, everyone. Dungeon, 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 it's the end of the show, everybody, and that means I need to shout out our benevolent council of elders, starting with Brad D, Jeffrey S, Hugh C, Later McSkater, Matt M, Jordan DJ, Cutter W, Jill and Tucker, who want to help Jake move out, Dungeon Mama, Danielle the Dastardly Dame, Beardman Dan, Scott D, Danny P, Michael McD, Vincent W, Mr. Cole, Victor T, aka Balner's Boy Forever, Dominic P, Andrew B, Justin I, Ragnar Fairdwind, TJM, I believe formerly known as TJM the Gnome Barbarian, Kaylee E, Elena M, Trele the Crayfe, Jared E, Christopher B, Daniel R, Cyborg version of Josh the Kobold, Philbert the Therapy Duck, Richard X Machina, Michael L, Taylor S, Sir Carl, Jory S, Calamel, Jack L, Sam L, lot of L's, Nicholas C, Thaddeus, Thunderous Turtle, Samuel B, Mike H, Martin P, Matthew E, Colton B, the front half of a horse costume, Adam G, Nabadger, Panama James, Andrew the Bard, Captain Sigil, Nathan C, the Assistant King to the Assistant King of Iron Deep, Hail to the Hammer, Diana, Cece Lulu, Barnesinator, Michelle O, Hercule Poirot, the Rabbit Folk Detective, Timmy R, Crocoholic, Lucas B, Ryko, It's Kevin, Calder's Cold Cum, New York, Cass, Skateboard Cass, Stephen C, Michael M, Mike K, Lady Taco, Joy T, Nora, Jake L, Nick W, Brave the Badger, Esme M, Mutton the Mad Druid, a has-been trying to undo his friend who has been stuck as a polymorphed sheep for three weeks, Foster the original boneless duck, Orin the Asshole Ranger, Big Bad Bearder the Mad, Eric McD, Giant Monsters on the Horizon, Burly T, Percival, Frederick Stein, Von Musel, Klazowski, DeRolo III, Christian A, J Dragonborn, Joe Rode the Inappropro, Liam D, The Sandrayan, Ben A, Veldonis, John III, Dave H, Vivian, Koala Bear, Catherine S, David K, Christian S, Dustin S, a lot of S's, Connor F, Hawkeye Pierce, Bookvar's assistant Izzy F, The Time Walker, Blair the Bug Blair Barblarian, Cat C, Kelsey J, Porkchop, Ariel M, Blay C Raptor, Manette the Magnificent Magikarp, Pat L, Achutha A, Lauren H, Amber W, Josh D, Ryan S, The Bone Duster, The Charming Fluff, Robit CRSP, Master Brentley, Telekitty Creations, the official NADPod, and my personal favorite illustrator, Ploops, the Awakened Crick Horse Warlock, has a rad packed with Pendergreens, Carly Ann, Addy K, Lori P, August from Dallas, Hard One Wants Your Number, Spam Gaming, the Not So Skilled Gamer, Grant L, Connor S, Christopher J, Pebblepot, Forget the Free Jake Plug, see NADPod Live, Dublin, May 11th, London, May 12th, Logan S, 
Leviathan, Biocourt 7, Amberdextrous, Sullivan H, Trub Hopdropper, Sydney T, Jack H, King of the Mole City Under Iron Deep, Matt Y says shout out to Abagund, Athena, Lamora, Ellie, Garland, and Noble. Love your big bad DM. Garble the Moist, Juicy Kiwi, Champ Wild, Valen, Sprite Pepsi, Carlin C, Louis is your dad, always the dad, never the DM, Noah the Bagel of all things, Estelle, Loyal the Ogier, Conflicted DM, Justin LB, Torley Skirmisher, Dandy, Ian D, Bunny is taking a break from Bunny Updates to stand up for her favorite little buddy, hashtag Claudius did nothing wrong, Marcos P, Pup Kalash, Learns the Balanced Druid, Dakota James P, Pagos, Self-Proclaimed Faye Prince, Katrin, Tracy P, The Crick Elf Librarian, Friar Fritz, Andy E, Holly Hyena, Anthony A, Leah C, Paige H, Mabe, a bear folk who was kicked out of the academy for being too tall to be a little buddy and too furry to be a kid wizard, Kristen with a K, Dufinius, Cal, Just Cal, Commodore Galaxy, Edison N, Russell H, a monk named Dilgo, yes, the whole thing, yes, every time, Neos, the novice monster hunter, my new best friend Simon, who's trapped in dreamland, his loving hugs are what really restore my HP and spell slots, Lorelei Frost, Morgan M, Sticker, sous chef to the centaur chef, Saute, the panhandler of the crooked panhandle, Stephen E, Mr. Adams, Meg, the mail carrier of Bohemia, James F, Jimmy A, Hi Man, Hi Man, yeah, that's me, Captain Cappy, M4L, the Dragon Ambassador, Wayfarer, Andrew B, Dalton B, Cope Fresh, Barbo, Good Barrel, Bardbarian, and Brewer, and Brewer Emeritus of Waterdeep, Tari rhymes with Jabari, Welshlander, Garrett G, One Big Curd, Eric M, Mr. D, Tommy K. Nola, John P, Mr. Sillyhead, Otho the Chainbreaker, Monster Captain Renee S, Cameron C, Gregland, Hope's Dagger, the only dagger of hope, Daniel VH, Olivia, the enchanting bard, and finally, Blue Slade. Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you to our benevolent Council of Elders, all of our Patreon subscribers, and all of our listeners. You can head on over to our Patreon to listen to our after show, The Short Rest, over on patreon.com slash nadpod. We'll catch you all next time. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>